Welcome to the HR and Hospitality Podcast, where we deal with all things HR-related for hospitality industry leaders of today and tomorrow. Whether you're a student in the field or a seasoned industry professional, we've got fascinating content and business solutions just for you. And now, your host, Dr. Ryan Giffen. Welcome to the HR and Hospitality Podcast. I'm Dr. Giffen, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. Today, we're going to discuss employee turnover and the toxicity behind workplace cultures. But before we dive in, I want to provide a quick update from the latest employment bills signed in by Governor Newsom in California. As of today, the governor has not done much since our last podcast, likely because the bills that have yet to be signed or vetoed are highly sensitive or contested bills. So the governor will likely wait until the deadline of October 13th to sign and finalize some of those bills. If you joined us on the first episode, California 2020 Employment Law Predictions, What is Governor Newsom Thinking? You may recall that the governor signed in AB5, the bill regarding worker status of employees versus contractors, back on September 18th. AB5 is, for now, the most impactful legislation that may impact your organization, Again, the governor has until October 13th to sign or veto approximately 31 more employment-related bills that will directly impact uh, the uh, companies here in California and perhaps even at the federal legislative level as federal uh, legislatures tend to look at California as setting precedents for most of its employment-related laws. All right, well, let's get into today's topic on the toxicity of employee cultures. $223 billion. $223 billion. That number should scare you if you have any oversight to a P&L. According to a recent study by the Society of Human Resources Management Organization, SHRM for short, in the last five years, employee turnover triggered by poor workplace cultures cost the U.S. economy a quarter of a trillion dollars. Why is that? Well, it's because workers left managers who they believe created a corrosive environment. Keep in mind in the lodging and restaurant industry, the average turnover cost per line employee is $4,000 while the higher-level positions can be $9,000 per hire. That is your direct cost, folks, direct cost to your bottom line that you can be bringing ownership. I have worked at some hotel properties, uh, whether as a consultant or even as an HR director, where I was able to quantify this cost. And I have seen over millions of dollars in lost revenue as a result of high turnover. Last week, Johnny Taylor, the president and CEO of SHRM, released this number during a conference in New York last week. And I love what he said. He said, quote, culture is more than a word. It is the operating system of an organization, end quote. Too often, I hear among executives and managers, we want to be like Southwest Airlines. We want to be like Ritz-Carlton or In-N-Out Burger. We want a culture just like that. Well, Make it happen. What's stopping you? Well, it's not that easy, I'm afraid. Not only that, but did you hear my opening statement? Employees quit because of their manager? 
People quit managers and leaders, not organizations. So what's my point? The point is that executives and managers must be involved in developing and maintaining a culture while using human resources as a partner. In other words, it is not HR's responsibility to develop, manage, and maintain the workplace culture. It is everybody's responsibility. How about some more fun facts that I'd like to share with you that came out of the Workplace Convos and Coffee Conference last week in New York? Here's one. According to Sherm, 76% of employees agree that their managers set the workplace culture. Yet 40% of employees surveyed say that their bosses fail to frequently engage them in honest work conversations. While 36% believe their supervisors don't know how to lead a team. Oh my goodness. 36% of supervisors don't know how to lead a team. That means we're promoting individuals into a supervisory capacity that don't have the tools and the knowledge to manage the team. It's insane. And you know what happened according to the data? This is facts, folks. This is proven data and research. You know what happened? 58% of those who left a job because of workplace culture cited their direct manager as the reason for quitting. 58%. That's more than half of your workforce is potentially going to quit because you perhaps promoted someone into a role who was not ready. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Did you give them the tools? Did you equip them with what was necessary to get them going? So what's really going on here? You know, what's, what's the toxicity that's happening here? Is it your line level employees or is it the managers that you've entrusted to be the face of the company and ensuring positive workplace culture? You know, I, I hate to say it, but it is so true. Oftentimes these employees are promoted into positions of supervisory roles because, well, they're nice people. No, folks, nice does not make you a good leader. It does not make you a great supervisor. In fact, it might make it worse with a supervisor who does not know how to lead a team and does so via laissez-faire type style, a hands-off approach to their team. Just let them do what they want. Or they take an autocratic approach, a dictatorship. You will do what I say. Not only that, but supervisors, 40% of them, are not having honest workplace conversations. Brene Brown and Kim Scott would be very disappointed to hear this statistic. Brene Brown says that you must give what she calls, quote, daring feedback, end quote, while Kim Scott calls it candid feedback. Both Brene Brown, who's the author of Daring Leadership and several other books, and Kim Scott, author of a fantastic book, Radical Candor, have years, and I mean over decades of experience and research in this area. They have the data to support what I'm talking about today. So why aren't we doing it? 
You want a positive, fun, and workplace culture? You want to continue to cite In-N-Out Burger as having a great culture or Southwest Airlines and Ritz-Carlton and, and what they do? You want that? Well, you need to start with the people you promote, your leadership, your supervisors, your managers. You start there. They need to either get on the bus or get off the bus. As Jim Collins would say, author of Good to Great and Built to Last. You're on the bus or you're off the bus. We don't have time to wait. If you want to take your organization to the next level through your people and culture and remain competitive in the industry, find the right leaders to get on the bus with you. So you might be saying to yourself now, okay, Doc, calm down. I get it. You've diagnosed the symptoms and the trouble spots, so write me a prescription. Fix me. Well, I can do that, but before I do, ask yourself, are you willing to commit and really driving that change in your organization? Are you prepared to truly lead and invest in your people? If so, listen on. In hospitality, you've heard employees take care of the guests, and like the famous quote from J.W. Marriott Sr. that was passed on for generations and generations, and still stands true to their core culture today. Marriott Sr. said, quote, take care of your associates, and they'll take care of your customers, end quote. You must take care of your people first. If you don't, not only will they quit, but your most loyal guest or customer is also going to quit. And there goes the repeat business that you've desperately desperately attained in years of hard work. So here are some ideas on how to build a culture that's fun, keeping in mind that diversity and inclusion is a key role to a successful culture. You have to have a diverse workforce. You have to include all persons within that workforce. That's a major key to a successful workplace culture. So here are a few pointers. Let's start with first number one. The power of freedom in the workplace. The power of freedom in the workplace. Micromanagement and over-supervision can make employees feel like they're not trusted. Okay? When, when you, know, you, you overly manage your people and don't empower them, they feel like they can't be trusted, which can create this culture of secrecy. Give them some freedom in the workplace. The thing to keep in mind about freedom is that it's a two-way street, meaning that managers and employees must both be willing to embrace it. Management should provide details about various company operations, such as the hirings, separations, finances, and much more. And employees should be willing to express any difficulties or concerns that they have. This is going to foster an extremely positive work environment and the relationship between management and staff. It becomes more inclusive, more vulnerable, more truthful. The power of freedom in the workplace. That's number one. Number two, friendships create a good company culture. It's ideal for staff members to form friendships or at least positive work relationships. 
When an employee enjoys the people that they work alongside with every day, they're likely to become more productive and happy. They will also be more willing to work together in completing projects and achieving goals and resolving conflicts that may come up in the process. So let them have their lunch and meal breaks together. Let them go for a walk down the street together. On Monday morning, allow them to spend some time on the clock. That's right. Let them get paid for this. Let them spend some time Monday morning talking about their highs and lows of the weekend to catch up with their coworkers rather than just dive right in to, to the work. Doing so is not only going to retain them longer, but will likely make them more productive, thus getting more ROI and money towards your bottom line. Friendships create a good company culture. Embrace that. That's number two. My third and final piece of advice is number three. Celebration is key to success. It always feels great to be validated and complimented by employers, which brings that next point. Celebration at work is a key factor in a fun and positive work environment. Of course, large accomplishments should be celebrated, but it's also a good idea to celebrate the small achievements every day. It doesn't always have to be large-scale celebration over everything, but it could be as simple as praising employees for doing a good job or recognize them verbally before you go home and how they handled a guest relations issue. If it is a massive achievement, then really bring on that celebration because this will inspire employees to do even better. This could include implementing a rewards program so that employees have something to work toward. According to an article in Entrepreneur Magazine, having a consistent and motivating rewards program will eliminate several other HR issues that you may be dealing with by simply having a rewards program. Never underestimate the power of validation for a good day's work. Celebration is a key to success. Creating a fun company culture is going to take some work, but it will pay off in results. Employees will be happier to come to work, increase their production, higher retention rates, thus lower turnover, and be willing to help elevate business results. Some staff may even spread the word about the fun jobs they have, leading to potential new hires in the future. So in summary, I want to ask you, whether you're a leader or you're an HR professional, I want to know what will you do differently tomorrow to help bring that $223 billion in lost productivity down? How are you going to change the way you not only manage your people, but manage your business culture? What can you do to impact and change the lives of hundreds of humans throughout your career that you directly impact every single day? After all, that's what great leaders will do. They make a difference in others' lives no matter what position they hold in the organization. That's it for today. I want to thank you for listening. And remember, don't just innovate or inspire your people and culture. Be InnoSpire. 
thank you for listening to the HR in Hospitality podcast. We hope you picked up some viable info that will enable you to implement solutions within your place in the industry. Also, we'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea of something that you would like discussed or to be a part of the show, email us at info at Also, make sure you subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.